Phoenix, and uh, I, since I was on the West Coast, I've seen you on the internet, so I wanted to come by and see you. Right on. Well. Nice. Are we ready to roll yet? We are streaming. We'll be it's two minutes till, so we have some time. So you lied. <laughs> you said you said we we're gonna be eight late. He said he was talking to the audience before we. He was talking to the audience on the line, and he said, "We go, we black, we gonna be late." Are you going on your beard arc? I like it. I think so. I like it. It looks good. I saw it coming in last week. I was like, is he going to grow a beard? I got lazy about shaving it. I, I, I normally have to shave every morning for the radio show and stuff. And so I, since I was off this week, I'm like, I'm not going to shave to see what it looked like. It looks good. And it was so easy not shaving. And you know how we take the easy way out, right? Mm-hmm. And so I decided to just leave it on. This is my 2023 look. It looks good. It's easy to have. Thank you. Oh, amazing. About 25 seconds. Oh, okay. So was Santa good to you? No, I didn't bring anything. He didn't bring you anything? Oh, man, you must be real naughty this year. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't bring you anything at all? Not a single thing. Whoa. Yeah, you can turn the what? Make that a minute. Can you uh, turn the heater off? Yes, He didn't bring you anything. Nope. Nobody like you. Talking about Santa. Right. <laughs> well, they would have called him up at the North Pole and said, "Hey, bring JoJo, or, uh, whatever." Yeah, I guess that didn't happen. Do you have a? Ch- Is that true? Good morning. Welcome to church. Happy New Year. I'm Jesse Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. I hope you all had an amazing vacation, Christmas, New Year's time off. I realize today is New Year's Day, and I don't know when the last time we had church, that New Year's Day was on a Sunday, and it feels kind of weird. I'm surprised anybody showed up because normally everybody like drunk on New Year's, right? <laughs> or oh, I have a hangover from the night before. Well, I'm glad you guys are sober and made it. So, uh, Hake is going to take your questions and, uh, and comments to me and I can get to them. Happy New Year, y'all. Happy New Year. And uh, welcome back. <laughs> so, let me see the hands of those here for the first time. Oh, nice. Okay. So, this is not your first time. Right on. Tell me your name and where you're from. Don Yale. and I live in the South Bay. Oh, okay. You live in the South Bay? Yes. What took you so long to get here? I, get... You know, I just discovered you. Oh, I see. The Fallen State. Nice. Yeah. <coughs> any questions or anything so far? Anything you... On your mind? Probably, yeah. Well, yes, but I think I'll... Pause on it. Okay, for now. For now. Okay. Yeah. All right, and well, welcome. Thank you. All right. The young lady behind you. And tell us your name and where you're from. 
Hello, Jesse. My name is Eva. I'm, I'm coming from London, UK. Nice. And I'm coming upon the... My son is a big admirer of yours. His name is Jan. Young? Jan. Young. Yes. Am I saying it right? Yes. Hey, yes, Young. <laughs> Your mom is here. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year, Yang. <laughs> Happy New Year, Yang. Yang, yes, Happy New Year. He told me if you are in LA, you have to go to church and you have to visit JC. So right on. Here I am. <laughs> well, welcome. Thank you very Any much. Any questions or anything right now? Uh, not immediately, thank you. If something comes to mind. Right on. You're from the UK, right? She's from the UK. The guy, the, the white lady with the black man. <laughs> <laughs> What part of the UK are you from? Um, Essex. Essex? Can somebody else hold the mic for her? Essex. You heard of that? It's right outside of London. You know where Epping is? The, the train is like close to there. Oh, nice. <laughs> Did you ever imagine that you would meet, meet another UK in LA? No. Yeah. <laughs> Even right. though it makes some sense. Yeah. Of. Well, well, welcome, all right? Thank you very much. Okay. And this is your first time, right? Yes, this is my first time. Uh, and, and where are you from? Uh, my name is Brian. I'm from Niagara Falls, New York. Oh, nice. And a uh, question I have, when did you stop thinking? When did I stop thinking? Mm-hmm. That's a good question, man. Um, I haven't totally stopped yet, <laughs> but I know now that it's not me. Mm. And they're not told, but I can catch them. I can see them coming now, yeah. and I know that the thoughts are not mine. But, Amen. And that's why I want to encourage people to stay with it, stay with it, stay with it, because eventually the devil will disappear. Mm. That's an amazing question. Thank you. Amen. Have you gone and forgiven your mother? Uh, <laughs> no. no, I guess not officially. <laughs> that, we, we've you, had some talks. We've had some deep talks, but I haven't officially uh, forgave. And why not? Uh, because I just started uh, exploring that concept by uh, listening oh, to you. Oh, I never thought about it that way, but I, I get where it's coming from. Wow. Because it's like you're, I'm holding on to, uh, I guess it'd be like resentment for things that may have happened in the past. And by forgiving, it's like I can let go of that and just live freely. Absolutely. Yeah. And also, as long as you hold on to anger, you're worshiping the devil. Mm. You cannot worship God in anger. It doesn't matter how many churches you go to, how many Bibles you read, or whatever. Anyone that has anger cannot worship God. Mm. You're worshiping the devil, but the devil's telling you you're worshiping God. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, no, I I, I can notice that because, like, by not doing that, I have thoughts creep in. It's like, is that what I should be thinking? And, yeah, it's a a battle at times. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. 100%. So it, it was knowing that, why have you just done that first? You know, you see that you need to forgive. Why, why put that off? Uh, I guess it would be like it's a hard conversation to have. It feels like it would be a hard conversation. And, and how long will you go with feelings? <laughs> beta. You're the first beta of the year. Hmm? Say that again? Beta. Beta? That's beta stuff going with feelings? Yeah. Okay, heard. All right, so after this, I'm calling mom up, <laughs> getting it over with. Yeah, amazing. Awesome. Yeah, if you got a facer, 
because we, once you face your mother, it's like facing the devil. You're facing the devil. Mm. And then if you, can face, <laughs> if you can face the devil in your mother and in you, mm. then, I mean, if you can face the devil in your mother, then you can face the devil in you. Mm. Because two devils coming up against one another, and once you go and forgive her because she couldn't help herself, yeah. then you're going to be released from that devil and just deal with the devil inside of you. It's funny you say that because we got into a bit of a, a shouting match like a couple weeks ago. So that's like the two devils rearing their heads. 100%. Out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 100%. Got you. So you'll be free from that devil and she will have to deal with her own devil and you have to deal with the devils, the devil in you. Sure. And so that's what... Uh, that's what's going to happen because you overcome one fear and now you have to deal with everything mm-hmm. inside yourself. So I recommend you do it. All right. What uh, an amazing way to start the year out. Yeah. January 1st, call up mom. That's, <laughs> <forgive> right. <you. laughs> that's right. And don't have any expectation how the, how the conversation going to go. Yeah. Because you don't know. Mm-hmm. And whatever happens, it's on her and not you. If she, if she apologized, that's fine. You know, that's good for her. If she doesn't, that's fine. That's on her. If she starts crying and she says, well, you owe me an apology, blah, 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 right? Yeah. No, I don't. Right. I'm telling you I'm sorry for resenting you. If she fall out and die, that's fine, too. Oh, mama dead. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's, that's extreme, but all right. I get what you're getting at. <laughs> mama dead. And so look for the insurance paper. Yeah. You know Make where sure they are? I'm, I'm on that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I would tell you that if you were black, I would tell you exactly where they're located. Because I don't know if white people... Are you black? Uh, I don't, my dad was adopted. There might be like a smidge in there. Who yeah, knows? you look a little like you got a little color in you. <laughs> <Heard>. <laughs> but welcome, man. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. All right. What I want to do is um, talk a little bit about last year and your life a little bit. How were you affected? Were you helped? Kind of... Do like a uh, review of last year for a few minutes here. And I have an amazing theme for this year. An amazing theme for this year. So how was your life last year and how were you helped? Did you change at all? Did you learn anything? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that, uh, you know, I, I think I've gotten better at doing the prayer. Um, Feet from the chest? I've gotten better at doing the prayer instead of just sitting around. A lot of times I'll just sit there. I mean, it still happens. Um, but I've gotten uh, better, at, uh, better at praying. Um, I know the, over the last couple months I've gotten better at, you know, from the exercises you've given us, uh, staying in prayer is a big thing for me, I guess, the last few months. Um, yeah, just uh, dealing with things. Continue dealing with things. You know, stuff's always coming up, and I think I, I deal with it better. Um, so, yeah, in the last year, just dealing with problems, uh, staying, trying to stay true to myself, stay centered, stay in prayer. Is anything crazy? I mean, a lot of crazy stuff has happened, but, yeah, you know, 2022 was cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right on, man. How about for you? Last year was what for you? And did you make any changes at all? Yeah, I, I moved out of the U.S. and uh, I lived in Southeast Asia for like seven or eight months, and then I backpacked the rest of the year. And I mean, it was all right. I, I learned some things. And did you learn anything about yourself? Yeah, 
And what, what? I learned that you can't run from your problems by going to a new location. Yeah. All, all of a sudden. <laughs> 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 That's right. And, yeah. uh, I don't know, it kind of seems right now like the United States is sort of falling apart, but also the rest of the world seems like it's sort of falling apart too. Yeah. Like maybe there's something going on in the whole world. And so are you, have you started to deal with problems within yourself? Yeah. And have you gone and forgiven your yeah, mother? I have. You went to your mother? Mm-hmm. How did that go? Went well enough. And, yet, and how about your father? I tried. And what happened? <laughs> it didn't go as well. And why not? I don't really want to talk about it in detail, but uh, that's more of a thing than but my mom, I guess. When you go and forgive, it should always go well because it's you realizing that you're wrong for resenting your your parents or anyone, right? And if you're going there to say, I'm sorry for resenting you, for judging you, I realize yeah. you can help it. And if the person or the people don't like it, that's on them, and it's not going well for them, but it should always go well for you. I totally understand that. God will forgive you. I understand that, but in the moment when I was forgiving my father, I kind of got sucked into his energy, Right. so it didn't go as well. But since then, I've sort of let it go. Oh, good. Are you doing the silent prayer? Yeah. Oh, nice. And how to, any questions about that? Nope. Okay. Good, man. Stay with the prayer. Stay with it. Stay with it. Stay with it. All right? It's the best prayer, form of prayer that you can do. I to agree. be still and know God. All right? Good. Um, I can't wait to hear your story about your son. There's a lot to say, actually. <laughs> um, and it's actually... You saw him at Christmas, I hear. Yeah. A miracle. Um yeah, I had a little miracle. Um, okay, I, I saw my 20-year-old son at Christmas. Uh, we made up two days before Christmas. I, I figured that if he didn't make up with me by Christmas, this is going to turn into a multi-year uh, silent <laughs> treatment, ghost, ghost, ghosting me, uh, whatever. I was thinking, oh, my goodness, if he doesn't forgive me by Christmas... I'm going to get the silent treatment for three, four, five years or more, right? And, and, uh, and where, did you get, where did you get those thoughts from? <laughs> Satan. <laughs> <laughs> and why would you continue to worship the devil like that? I'm not trying to worship the devil. Just but that, why uh, do you do it then? Because I'm only human, I guess. Because uh, I have my faults. But... I mean, speak of the, I don't know, anyway. But anyway, uh, you... you he, after 66 days, he, he forgave me. You right? count the days? I counted the days, Whoa. 66 days. I was, yes. But you know, one bad thing, I mean, I mean... I, I remember I, I, my son was angry at me for years. I never counted the day. Well, you said, you said 18, you said 18 years. years now. You said 18 years. But when I, I'm, I mean, like, I'm kind of glad that... Uh, he gave me the silent treatment for 66 days, now that I think of it, because he, gave, he brought me closer to God. So, like, I'm, I'm much more closer to God. I'm more, you know, definitely more closer to God. Uh, and how do you know you're closer to God? Because I'm trusting him more. I'm and, trusting him more. How? Like right how now, are you trusting him? 
Well, because right now I'm in the gutter. I'm in the gutter, like, job-wise. I'm in the gutter health-wise. I'm in the gutter... Uh, well, not in the gutter with my son anymore. So two out of the three things got fixed. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, he, he, he actually, we, we actually talked this morning. So first thing... So I'm happy now that it's a relief. Now I just got to take care of my job and my health issues. So you don't you have a job now? Uh, basically, uh, I've been phased out uh, one day a week. Um, what happened is I participated in gossip at work, and it got, I trusted the wrong person, and she went straight to the boss and goes, You, you know gossip what? with a woman? <laughs> Yeah. What I was that like? Yes. I like, yeah, child, I know what you mean. I was like, I was going Why did you correct her rather than going along with it? I mean, I, I goes, Elizabeth killed me. So it just, whatever. Why didn't you correct her rather than say, no, no gossip? Why did you go along with it? No, I told her something that Why I wanted to it? say to one of my bosses, and she told the bosses, hey, heads up. He's going to tell. He's going to talk to the owner before the general manager. But why would you do that, though? I thought I could trust her, but I was wrong. I was wrong, and that's and, amazing. And she, and she got reward. Well, she got rewarded. She, she uh, the boss gave her three shifts a week instead of one. So it's like it pays. To, it's a restaurant job, a restaurant server. So it pays to snitch in a restaurant. No, it doesn't. It never pays to snitch. Yeah. I'll let your FBI informant. Yeah, so it's, I mean, uh, I mean, like, I'm definitely trusting God now because I'm definitely, I've been on rock bottom since, like, since middle of October, and I'm more trusting in God than I've ever been. How do you know? Because, like, right now I should be panicking that I don't have a job. I'm only working one day a week. So it's, you know, constructive dismissal. When I was working four days a week, now I'm one day and today I realized that the guy that always gives me shifts at work, he's not coming back. You know, this waiter. He's, he, you know, so I was like, okay, so he's not coming back. So the guy that always gives me shifts every week, I'm not going to be able to rely on him. So I'm going to go, okay. So I'm, I'm basically, I work one shift and I'm an on-call server or waiter. So are you going to look for another job? Yeah, I have to look for another yeah. job. And I, I, normally I'd be terrified. Right. But now that I have more trust in God, I'm not as terrified. I'm just like, okay, I, I have to look for a server job in L.A., in Los Angeles, yeah. and I'm going okay. But I'm working on lots of issues now because... Are you doing a silent prayer? No, I'm not yet. That's amazing. I know, I know. And why not? Because I want to do it right, and I want to talk to that lady. That, that, that it, she, she's, she's got the way to do it properly, and I got, I'm going to talk to her. Amazing. Yeah, so what more do you need to know about it rather than, other than sitting still, observing the thoughts, well, doing she, nothing else? Well, no, she what, said you've got to close the, your eyes. You've got to put your hands up. Make sure you sit on a, a chair so you instead believe, of a couch. So you t- <laughs> make sure... So you believe this woman over what I'm telling you? Oh, no, well, no, you're giving tips. No, no, no. Like, I, I, I like the way she does it. What? <laughs> I will follow Jesse. That's why you're in trouble today, because you're following the woman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you I, got, when, do you know that every time a man follows a woman, he suffers? Being beta sucks. Do you know that every time a man follows a woman, he suffers? Yeah, because you're beta. 
Right, so why do you continue to do that? I, I'm transitioning. I'm trying to transition. Don't use from, that word transitioning. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's not kosher. It's all like... Yeah, yeah, you're right. My partner. It's oh, all like that Oh, now. yeah, speaking of that, that's... I had a guy... Ch- uh, ch- uh, what do you call it? Uh, Let me do that. Let me do that. Hold on. Because I got to move on. Yeah, okay. Um, do the silent prayer, man. What more do you need to know about the prayer? How to do it. Ex- okay, well, okay. You, you, you sit on a chair... Close your eyes. It's on YouTube. You can go to uh, www.silentprayer.video, and it's very clear how to do it right there. It's real okay. simple, very clear. Okay, I got to so put the So go time. to that, and you won't have to ask anybody else. You just see you, the instructions are there. Yeah. All right? Oh, by the way, you, what you said about partner, I just got to tell you something. I don't want to hear no gossip. No, it's not gossip. It's not gossip. It's I was not just saying about the partner because they're messing up all the words. No, no, this guy, he's a Christian guy at church. I mean, at work, he says, I'm sick of guys saying to, that's, instead of saying, that's my husband and that's my wife, everybody now says my partner. He goes, know, that's not cool anymore. They call their wives their partners. Yeah. What a mess. It. And he goes, Mar- straight married people should not do that. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye. That was helpful. He said, okay, bye. <laughs> How will you help this year, this past year? How was your, uh, how were you personally helped? Um, in many ways, especially by the women's forums. Speak from the chest. Especially by the women's forums. Yeah. They really helped me. Give, are you able to give me examples of how, at least one or two examples of how you were personally helped? Mm. In so many ways. Um, Probably by just not having an expectation. Yeah. That's a huge thing for me. Um, having an expectation. One of the worst things you can have in your life is expectation. Yeah. It really is. You have no idea the damage you bring upon yourself to have expectation. Um, and we're going to talk about that in a minute here. Um, and also just like being still, being still, letting life pass and then watching others behavior and watching how I react to that. Yeah. Um, there's so many things, so many things I can't even think of that I've just been learning. Um, okay. Any questions about anything? No questions now. All right. Let me talk to your brother for a minute. How old are you? Um, nine. Nine. And what did you learn about anger this year? Um, Last year. When we start coming to your church. So what? When we start coming to your church. And are you learning not to be angry, to let it go? Yeah. Are you starting to speak up for yourself? Mm-hmm. And talking to my dad. Yeah. And does your here. sister still irritate you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you deal with it now? I'm still working on it. You're still working on it? Are you learning not to get angry at her? Yeah. Not too much, no. Not too too much? Uh, Practice not being mad. Speak up. Hey, tell your sister how to cow ate the cabbage, but don't be mad. Yeah. All right? I want you to practice that this year, all right? Yeah. Keep it simple. When you feel the anger coming, just relax and let it pass. And then let your parents know, and they'll help you too. 
We All talked right. about it in the way here. So what? We talked about it in the way here. Oh, you bit. did? Yeah. yeah. Amazing. And so, how? what's your sister's name? Alea. Elaine? Alea. Elena. Alea. 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 Happy New Year, Alea. How old are you? Seven. And you're seven. So do you still get angry? Sometimes. Sometimes. And, uh, and how do you deal with it when you get angry? What do you, what do, you do? Silent prayer. You do what? Sometimes silent prayer. Nice. Just sometimes. <laughs> That's all right. And do you irritate your brother still? That's a hard question. <laughs> what did she say? She said that's a hard question. Oh, that's a hard question. That means that's a yes. <laughs> you like irritating him? Not really. Not really? Yeah, don't irritate him. All right? Okay. Nice. How will you help to hear any questions about anything? Uh, no questions. I think, um, like I was saying in the women's group, before the last one um probably the two main things would be catching thoughts and um not resenting yeah two main things and how are you dealing with the anger now when it comes i try and just sit in it it's painful but i sit in it and it's painful to do it yeah what's painful about that because you kind of got to let it pass and not and do your best to not react to it yeah so yeah it's still a little rough but it's not as as much as it used to be. Yeah. So. Yes, it gets easier it gets, easier yeah. and easier. Mm-hmm. Because it's really, when you're doing that, you're really resisting the devil. Mm-hmm. When you don't react to the anger, you just take the pain of it, you're resisting the devil and overcoming him. And after a while, he will depart from you. Yeah. His nature will die. Mm-hmm. And I heard this man say, and it's in the Bible too, that in order for uh, there are seeds that you plant into the earth, and those seeds die. And when they die, that's when fruits come from them. They start to live. And the same way with us, when we die, then the fruits will come forth. Mm-hmm. But we got to die first, the spirit, yeah. the ego nature. Mm-hmm. So let it die. Yep. Amazing. They are, the women's forms are amazing. Mm-hmm. Nice. Any questions? No. Okay. How about you? How will you help this year? Wow. Um, so many different ways, Jesse. Um, I, I would say the biggest probably was the, the understanding that not everything that comes in your head is from you. Almost even further than that, all thoughts that come into your head are not from you at all. Yeah. And so what happens was before, if something came into my head as a thought, I would, you know, they tell the Christians to examine all your thoughts, and you're supposed to leave the good and take out the bad. But it's very limited even with that concept because you end up start deciding for yourself what's good and bad. And that's another trap in itself. Right. And then some of the advanced Christians will say, oh, well, you're supposed to allow the word of God to tell you what's good or bad. But then you become, uh, now you need to become a biblical scholar. You're supposed to do what? So, some people, the word of God. Yeah, some people will. What teach. does that mean? So, in uh, in Christianity, <clears throat> traditional Christianity, they will tell believers to 
their thoughts, to examine those thoughts and align them with the word of God, which is the Bible, according to, quote unquote, normal Christians. And how do you do that, though? It's a complicated process. <laughs> and you almost need to be a doctor in order to fully be able to, to do it. And, and that's so why they tell you to align the thoughts with the Bible. With the Bible? Yes. That's what you made sense. I know. I know it's, it's a difficult. Yeah, huh? you have to memorize all the scriptures and you have to align them with the Bible, which a lot of that doesn't make sense because some of the terminology was Did you try that times. at one time? At one time I did. Yeah. And so the biggest thing, going back to your question that I've learned, is that all of those thoughts, I let them come and go. I don't judge them at all. I watch myself more than I watch the person that's outside of me. Yeah. So that's one of the biggest things that I've learned. The thoughts that come into my head are not mine anymore. I don't hold on to them. I don't hold on to truth anymore. I become truth by aligning myself with the Father. And connecting with him, and then I get plugged into what is truth, and yeah. not try to figure out and be a scholar on what is truth. Okay. Now, are you staying with the prayer? Absolutely. That's yeah. just automatic, in and out of the, uh, all throughout the day, not just morning and night. Okay. Nice. Did, did you have your hand? Did I see your hand? The young lady with the hat on. No, I just wanted to. Say did, did I see your hand? Did you have your hand up at one time? I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is this your first time here? Yes. Oh, what's your name? Connie. Connie, how did you hear about us? I walked by. <laughs> oh, you just walked by? I walked by the place and I took a brochure. I was going to come to a, an evening meeting. Right. Oh, okay. And I couldn't, I couldn't find the place. I thought it was closer to where I'm living, so I didn't walk quite far enough. So I missed the meeting. Oh, okay. And so I stopped by one more time and said, I tried to get here, but I couldn't find it. So. Right on. <laughs> but you were open today, so I came in. Nice. And I just wanted to say... In reference to something that he said, I've found that every time a woman follows a man, <laughs> she's the one who's in trouble. <laughs> really? Yeah. Give me an example. Um, uh huh. My my life is the example of it. I've always followed men, and this is where I've ended up. <laughs> so you follow, and what happened when you followed them? Well, I followed them. <coughs> I trusted them. I believed them, and I was raised. I was raised a very traditional Christian, which the man is the head of the household, and the man is the head of his wife. And uh, and and you're the you're the you're the one who helps him do his job, basically. Meaning what? Well, it means that you take care of what needs to be taken care of. So like at the house. Well, the house, maybe maybe you have to help him in his business. Maybe you have, in other words, you yeah, step Yeah, put the mic to your mouth for me. You, you step in oh, that's and help him with what his work is because it's for you. It's for you as a unit, as a partner, as a married couple. You work together. You don't compete with each other. You don't fight with each other. You support each other. You support each other so both of you have the life that you should have. And who told you that? Well, that's just what I believe should uh-huh. should happen. In other words, if you read the Bible, and if you don't cherry-pick the passage, but you read, the husband is supposed to, you know, love and, and care for his wife, too. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't just serve him. He ser- they serve each other. In other words, it's a it's a supposed to be a shared relationship. Did you were you married at one time or something? Uh, forty six years. <laughs> you were married for forty six years. One husband, forty six years. Yes. And so, did you listen? You, did you, you listen to your husband? 
I listened to him unless he, unless he wanted me to do something that went against my moral convictions, and then and then I, you know, and then I would not not do that. Oh, so you didn't obey him? No, I obeyed him as long as he was doing what um, (laughs) what what you wanted him to do. As long he did what you I thought didn't, was I didn't, right. Uh, let's put it this way. I didn't disobey him, and I didn't say no to him. And I'll tell you what happened. I was married for 10 years, and the only time I ever said no to him, that's when he hit me. He hit you? Oh, he picked me up and was beating me against the bed. Nice. Yeah. And I thought, oh, no, my God, he's going to kill nice. me because the, there, there, was, cause, cause so, there was wood there, and my head was hitting the wood. <laughs> so is this the same marriage? Same man that you were married to for 40 years? This is the 46-year marriage. So after 10 years... So after 10 years, he beat you? That's the first time that he ever did that. And why did he do it, if you can say? He did it because he wanted sex at 2 o'clock in the morning, and all I said was no. No was a trigger for my husband. I'd never said no before. Oh, I I just, In other words, I took care of the house. I took care of the kid. Yeah, I did. I did what I believed. I was what I was supposed to do. Right. So I had been a dutiful, good wife to this man, and and that's what happened. And so, so, did you forgive him for that? I moved out. I, I, you know, I I went to the police station. I tried to report it. They wouldn't take the report. I moved out. Did you forgive him for that? You know, I forgave him, but um, I went to marriage counseling, but what I would say is, if a man lays a hand on you, you leave. You don't ever put up with that, ever. Yeah, uh, one of the things we're going to talk about. There's no reason for men or women to hit anybody. That's true. You you just, you walk away. You walk away. That's what you do. You get a divorce. So did you you forgive, you told him you forgave him for that? I forgave him, and I said, if you ever lay a hand on me again. Did you tell him? Wait a minute. If you ever lay a hand on me again, you better kill me, because otherwise I'll kill you. Wow. So he never laid a hand That's on me. That's right? He, 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 and he was a big man, and I was a little woman. He would have killed me. Yeah. In other words, I would have died, but you're not going to do that to me ever again. And so but after there are 40 other years, ways. you guys divorced? No, no, no. We went to marriage counseling. Well, I went to marriage counseling. <laughs> but, but I shouldn't have. In other words... That's, that's what's telling you this is not the right relationship, this is not the right marriage, and you don't try to fix something that never should have happened in the first place. And, that's, and it, took me 40, it took me 30 more years to understand and to realize that this was a marriage that never should have happened, it was a bad marriage. Well, most marriages, I would venture to say all marriages, that stuff is subject to the rule. When, they, when people get married, they don't love one another. It never, it's never out of love. The, and that's the, why they don't work. The woman don't love the man, and the man don't love the woman. I completely and that's agree why with that. Once they get together, it, this fake love that they have turned into a war. Well, we didn't have a war because I loved him. I didn't understand that he didn't love me. He just needed services that he couldn't afford to pay for. So he married me to serve him. Right. In other words, that's all. That the relationship was based on me loving him and therefore serving him. And did him you not serve loving him? me 
but not but my not realizing that he just viewed me as a slave. That's all I was to him. Were you trying to get love from him? I thought that he loved me. Were you trying to get love? Of of course I was. And why were you trying to get love from him? Because I was giving love to him. But but if you were giving love, why did you need it back? Because if you don't get love back from someplace, you become an empty vessel. Why? How is that possible? Do it, you believe that God loves you? Well, so what if God does love me? <laughs> Do you believe that God loves you? I have a different perception of God. Do you believe that he loves you? I believe that God is an almighty, and I believe that, that, um, that love is possibly the wrong word. So do you believe God love you? Well, I don't know. You don't know if God loves you? What I believe is that, that the God that I believe in is an almighty and that whatever, in other words, I, I live my life trying to do the right thing. And so... But you can't do the right thing. Well, I do the best I can to do But you the can't right do the right thing. Well, probably nobody can do the right thing. No, we're talking about you right now. Well, you can't do the right thing. Why is that? Because it's not in your power to do the right thing. You don't know what the right thing is. This, well, this is the problem, because I can't hear God's voice telling me to do something. So what I do is I wake up in the morning, and I think, what would God, if I could hear God, what would God have me do that's on the path that he would choose for me? And what, what does Satan what tell you? What would he have you? me do? After you ask that question, what did the devil tell you? I don't know. I don't talk to the devil. <laughs> I don't listen to the devil. And you're talking in your head. You're talking to the devil with those no, questions. No, no I'm but not. let me ask. No, because it's not. I don't say it. In other words, there's nothing I say and there's nothing I hear. I just do what I believe is right. Let me ask this. Um, so do you believe God love you? Well, as I said, I believe love is the wrong word. I believe that God forgives me and that I'm saved. That's what I believe. And do you believe he loves you? How can an almighty... I, I, I just don't think an almighty works that way. You don't think he works what way? To, to love, to choose, to... I, I don't think that's an almighty. So, so do you believe he loves you? <laughs> Well, I guess in, from your point of view... No, I, would, I don't have a point of view. It's a question. Well, I would say from, from a philosophical point of view, if I'm, if I'm forgiven and I'm saved, then I suppose that that would be his love. Do you believe he, that God loves you? I don't believe that anybody loves anybody in truth. <laughs> Do you believe I mean, that's, God that, love you? <laughs> I don't believe that there's a such thing as love. So, do you believe so therefore, God loves so you? So therefore, how can God love me if there's no such thing as love? So why don't you answer the question, either yes or no. Do you believe God loves you? There's not a yes or a no that I can answer to it. I don't know. I don't know. And so God is, is not knowable. We, we just have to accept that God is love, God is goodness, God is truth. I accept that in my heart, and then I try to live a life that I, I would consider a good Christian life. 
and and that's and so. But you have a bit able to live a good it, Christian life. It can't. It's a question that cannot be answered. Yes, it can be answered. No, it can't. It, oh yeah. <laughs> or it could be answered. God does not leave His children dumb. <laughs> um, and so this love that you were loving your husband with. <clears throat> If it didn't come from God, where did you get the love from that you were loving your husband with? Well, I guess I suppose I assume that this is what's in my heart. No, you don't have love in your heart. Uh-uh. Where did the love in your heart come from if it didn't come from God? This is, I appreciate the conversation. Where did the love come from that was in your heart? If it didn't come from God. I don't know. It might have been planted there by the Israelis, for all I know. Because <laughs> he was Jewish. <laughs> oh, no wonder. No, no plan. Because <laughs> they, they can plant ideas and they can plant thoughts that you didn't have. They have that technology to do that. So maybe it came right from right straight out of Israel, <laughs> right into my little brain. Oh, my God, I love this man <laughs> who doesn't deserve my love at all. <laughs> Amazing. Are you Jewish? No, I'm Lutheran. And and a how Lutheran, did you end up married a Jew? Uh, uh, that's what I'm saying. Somebody, something planted that idea in my head, oh, and I Lord. now say it's Israel that did it. <laughs> Because they needed say, someone. They needed but someone. But let me ask this: How did children someone hey, 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 to take down. one of their children okay. who didn't who didn't want to <laughs> oh, be Jewish? Okay, and take care of. Let them me until ask: they died, um, How you t- how the children do? Are they adults now? Uh, we oh, this is the best part. He had a child from a previous marriage. But did he have any with you? He had none with me. He didn't oh, yeah, want well, any with me. And that's the first cue. <laughs> if a man has a child and he doesn't want yours, he doesn't love you. I didn't figure that out because well, I'm Lutheran. Lutherans don't know that. Oh. L- Lutherans you said, are not taught that. You said Lutherans if a man are what now? Open your heart, open your door, and love everybody. And that's what Lutheran, oh, that's what okay. I did as a Lutheran. All right. I'll come I back to you in a minute. Hold on okay. to that thought. I'll come, I need, I'm looking at the clock. All right. How did last year affect you where you helped in any way? I know you haven't, you just found us, but well, what was yes, life, life for you like? Two months ago, I discovered your show, Fallen State, and yeah. I binge watched it. And then I discovered that you have this church. Right. And the first, the two ways that I've been impacted uh, most profoundly. The silent prayer. I've been doing that since I learned nice. about it. Yeah. And my thoughts. I, you know, a lot of what you say, Jesse, I, I've never heard in my life. But then when I hear it, when I've heard it, I'm like, that's right. Yeah. That's it. I know that. I just know it's true. And that's interesting how we already know the truth. But because we trust the world so much and the intellect, we forget about the truth. But when you hear it, it just something ring clear for you inside that yeah. this is the truth. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And so um, um, what do you like about the, appreciate about the prayer itself? I just feel like I have peace yeah. in, the, in the midst of chaos. Yeah. You know, whatever's going on around me, I just feel like I'm, I, I'm not impacted. And I've always been told 
I'm not super emotional. And I've nice. had girlfriends who will come to me and cry. This is just over the years. And there was this running joke for a while that Danielle is just this cold, hard. But I could never, you know, I could empathize, I guess. But I could never be pulled into that. Beautiful. And so when I heard what you, I, for a while I thought there was something wrong with me. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I, I've heard what you've had to say. And I'm like, wow. So I wasn't so far off base. Um, but yeah. Still lots of work to be have you, done. Have you gone and forgiven your parents? Your parents are still living, right? My mother passed away oh, okay. in 2011. Um, however, I am going to visit my dad in a, in a few months, and I actually look forward to forgiving him. I, have a great rela- I had a great relationship with my mother. I have an awesome relationship with my dad. How, however, I think by way of forgiving him, because I understand what you say, no parent is perfect. Yeah. They do the best they can. Yeah. And they're not always making choices that are, that are best for yes. their children. I believe that when I forgive my dad, I believe that something is going to open up. I just believe it's going to open up our relationship in a way that I never fathomed. Right on. And I don't know what to expect, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it, actually. And have no expectation. Yeah. You're going there to forgive him, and whatever happened, happened, you'll be fine. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, are you, were you like a were you a Christian before you heard of us, or I didn't grow up in the church. Oh, um, nice. I became I did become a Christian like later on in adulthood. My mother became a Christian actually in her fifties. Um, we didn't we didn't we didn't grow up in church. My parents uh-huh. were like hippies, but um, yeah, so that's the answer. Right to on. That. That's so I was a Christian for a few years. I'm still a Christian, but not in the traditional sense. Right on. Yeah. It's a blessing to be a Christian when you wake up. Yeah. Because you do it, you're that in the right spirit, in the right way, and it become a blessing to be a mm-hmm. Christian. Nice. Yeah. Let me talk to the young lady behind you. Um, and how were you impacted with last year? How did you deal with the issues of last year, and how are you now? Um, well, as I said, uh, Jan, my son, he's um, like, he follows you very closely and he's a big uh, admirer of yours and um, he has forgiven me thanks to your ministry. Oh, he told you? Uh, he told me this already two years ago when he started following you, right I think. And, um, so when your son came to you or went to you and said, Mama, I'm sorry for resenting you. What was your first impression of that? Well, my first impression is, is this real? Can it be true? (laughs) 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 Uh, Mostly because probably I can't forgive my parents, for example. You cannot? I I can when I'm away from them. So when I don't see them, I work a lot and very hard on this and I'm under the impression that I have completely forgotten them but once we are together (laughs) and um, so why have you gone and forgiven them now that you know you should forgive because it doesn't matter as as someone I think he was saying it doesn't matter where one of you guys was saying where you travel in the world that anger for your parents is still there you can't, distance will not change that. Forgiveness will, but distance won't change it. I can tell you it changes it. 
with this satisfied but then closeness yes i well it is difficult i don't know it's difficult to do it mm-hmm. have you tried to do it oh i spent the last at least 20 years trying to do it try to forgive them mm-hmm. and what will happen when you try well it is fine for a certain period of time and then when <clears throat> i see them it is all kind of it starts all over again and it becomes worse actually <laughs> because oh, <it's> i <laughs> find more and more reason not to forgive them well because their mistakes are repetitive So, for example, if violence is repetitive, kind of you can forgive an act of violence if it never happens again, but when it is repetitive, the only choice you have is staying away. Well, if, when you truly forgive them, then that spirit of anger will be taken away from you, right? But that doesn't mean you have to hang out with them. It doesn't mean you have to live in a bad environment with them. It's just in your heart you don't resent them because you realize they can help themselves something happened along the way that caused them to be angry too. Well, this this I at this far I have gone, yeah. You say what now? I said that yes, <clears throat> so far like this kind of realization I have I I'm there. I know it. Yeah. Um So I recommend you do FaceTime with them if it's violence. You don't want to go around violence, right? <laughs> you can FaceTime with them and say, hey, I'm sorry for resenting you. Yeah, this is a good idea. I realize you can help yourself now mm-hmm. and, and, and have no expectation. You forgive them so you can be free. Mm-hmm. And if you go around them, it's fine. If not, it's fine. Your life will become amazing. Mm-hmm. God, and God will forgive you when you forgive. Mm-hmm. So do it on FaceTime. Good idea. All right? Mm-hmm. All right. And don't ask for forgiveness. You forgive them. Okay. All right? All right. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Are you doing the silent prayer? Uh, occasionally, from time to time. Suffer. <laughs> <laughs> Suffer and die. Why not do it every morning, at least every morning, every yeah. night? Okay. Why have you been doing it every morning, every night? Um, in certain periods of time, yes, I have been doing it. Every every day, yeah. All right. And then you stop after a while? Not after a while, but when circumstances change. For example, now when I'm traveling, I stop doing it. And and why you stop doing it when you travel? Um, because I kind of, the whole routine changes. Oh. So and I so need some sort of routine to, to establish some practice. Oh, I see. So it's like when you travel, you're too busy for God? No, it's kind of I fall asleep before even knowing that I'll fall asleep. <laughs> 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 I totally understand. I remember I used to travel a whole lot, right? And I would be so tired because of time zone and things like that. But I still made sure that I would do the silent okay. prayer. I did. It was just, I couldn't imagine not doing it. Yeah. So I want to encourage you to do it. And I, I understand traveling can be rough. But do it anyway. Do it before you get really tired. Okay. You don't have to wait until you go into bed or nothing. Sure. You have to do it at the moment, the first free moment you get. But you want to do it, and then your way will be made easy. Even when you travel, it'll be easy for you. Okay. It's, it's interesting how he will work it all out for you, and it'll work out perfectly. Mm-hmm. He really will. He loves us, and he will, he will make it happen out of nowhere. Amen. All right? All right. Okay. <laughs> Any questions? Uh, no, not now. All right. Thank right you. here. 
so this year for you, this past year, uh, how has it helped you? What was life like? How did you deal with things? Have uh, any changes happened? Many changes. Um, I mean, this this year for me was very transformative. Um, I think the biggest things I could take away are identifying my thoughts as not my own. Um, and that's allowed me a lot more freedom in my life to not be uh, controlled by them. And uh, forgiving my father changed everything, really. In what way? I, it allowed me to let go of the resentment I had towards him and also then see that my mother turned me away from him because of her own evil and that ultimately, like, my father always loved me and yeah. wanted just to be a good father. Maybe. But I, you know, I pushed him away because of, you know, things my mom told me. Nice. And so you forgave your mother as well? I have, yeah. So how did that go? Well, she's very emotional, um, you know, but I think she understood that she made choices that affected me. It, it was hard for her, I think, but it did, it did. It was hard for her to accept your forgiveness? Yeah. Yeah. She blames herself, you know, for, for she everything. She is to blame. Huh? She, she was to blame for that. Totally. Yeah. You know, but it, it, I don't, like, resent her for it anymore, right you know, on. because I understand that she did the best that she could yeah. with what she knew at the time. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Good. Are you doing the silent prayer? Yeah. You staying with it? Yeah, the silent prayer is really amazing. It just, like many people have said, it's just so much peace. Yeah. And I find, too, now that because it's something I regularly do, like, the peace just kind of travels with me throughout the day. Not that I don't have hiccups or, you know, moments of being out of it, but... And how do you deal with those moments of hiccups? Uh, now I just watch it, you know, and I try not to react. Sometimes I do, and then I see it afterwards, but I don't judge myself anymore for it. Right on. That's amazing. Yeah. It nice. really is. It's been an, an amazing year for me, honestly. Well, so you, you haven't seen nothing yet. It's going to get better this year. I can't wait. God is good. <laughs> it's going to get better. Uh, and how will you help this year? I mean, dealt with life and, and yeah. what changed about you, if anything changed? Um, a lot. Uh, it was very, um, it was a very, I think I'll look back, it's a very important year. Um, I feel like if there were three things that I really, um, that I learned and that helped change, you know, my life. Um, the first would be centered around forgiveness. All the things that come are from like understanding how to forgive, um, what it really means to forgive. That like forgiveness isn't for them; it's for you. Um, it was great. I mean, the forgiveness part helped me to have a better relationship with my family and my mother. Um, I used to have a relationship with my mother that was great, but it was out of necessity from like keeping the family from kind of going haywire every week and a half, two weeks. Every time I get a call, it was a crisis. Now it's just like, it's out of enjoyment of each other's time. She calls, it's not like the sky is falling. We get to actually engage like real people. Um, So I've really enjoyed the forgiveness um, because we had so much anger in 
the relationship, even though to the outside it seemed like we got along. I was angry at my mom. She was angry at me. We were just, she was angry at the world. I was angry yeah. at the world. So forgiveness was a big thing. Um, cultivating like stillness and silence for me has been super helpful in all aspects. Helps like me to, what for example? Well, the silent prayer has helped me to cultivate stillness and silence. What does that mean, cultivate stillness? Cultivation, I guess the word is like, you know, like when you're cultivating the soil to get it ready for planting. To cultivate stillness in a, for me in an, out, in an exterior world that is going really fast. Um, I have an interior world, just like anyone else that's going, in my opinion, in my experience, even faster. So in order to, with the silent prayer, it's helped me to cultivate, like to generate more stillness and silence in my life, inside and outside. You know, when the, <laughs> here's a great one that'll go back in here. When the guy sits in the sauna with the mask, I don't even care. I don't care. I'm not thinking about it. I don't want to say anything to him. It doesn't bother me in any way anymore. Yeah, for those who don't know, when the Chinese virus first happened, he was going off on some guy at the gym because the guy had on a mask. He's like, what are you doing in a mask? I'm like, leave that man alone. <laughs> the people without the mask think they're better than the people with the mask, and the people with the mask think that they're better than the people without the mask. So both parties are judging one another. I was definitely looking for another devil to lock horns with. I don't say I was going yeah. off on him, but, you know, the devil is in the details, so I won't get into the details, right? <laughs> but, yeah, cultivating silence and stillness, that means... Finding the time, the 10 to 15 minutes to do my silent prayer or the so hour. So the word you know? cultivate, I don't quite understand what you mean by cultivate silence. Create but, moments I of mean, silence. I know I'm black and slow, so I probably just How about it. this? I want, I, I, it helped me to learn to create more moments of silence and create more moments of stillness within a day where, let's say last year, I might have said, oh, well, I kind of do the silent prayer here and there, but I get busy sometimes. or I, No, I just, if I'm having a conversation with someone and my alarm for my silent prayer goes off i say i gotta call you later have a nice evening i click i go do it it's just like it's now become a if i was at dinner with someone and it was like time for me to do my silent prayer i might stand up and say i'll be back in 10 minutes i gotta go do something i need to take time to cultivate stillness and it's allowed me in my life to do that in the middle of the day in a in what those snap moments you talk about when you notice things um I'm able to, even if it's for a moment, be still, be silent internally, externally, and I'll be able to move through these moments in my life much well, easier so because of that. when you say that you're able to cultivate stillness, meaning that you would, you're able to set aside time to do the prayer, to make sure you do it? Are that's you that's that? absolutely one of the ways I mean it. It's not the only way. And so uh, did you just say you could be at dinner? Out with someone at dinner. I'm saying if you, I was out at dinner, the dinner table and go if, do the if, I, if I was what out no? at dinner and Did I needed, if I was out at dinner and I needed to do the silent prayer, right? I hadn't like maybe I forgot about it that day and planned something in the time I would set aside for my prayer. If I needed to, if I knew this is the only chance I got to do it, yeah, I'll get up and I'll go do it. Really? And you know, as what the, the and as the months have gone on though, and this is hopefully something that I want to continue to grow in over the next year. Um, as the last few months of the year have gone on, I've found that there are a lot of moments throughout the day or the evening where that peace you find in the silent prayer eventually, I find that it's something that I can, I can kind of uh, either reflect on or turn to in those moments where I want to try to learn to be in that 
prayer-like state, right? It says to pray without ceasing. And the way I see that is like maybe it's a place to build up to. So it's not just morning and night. It's morning, night, and throughout the day you're in that state. Well, let me, let me do this, and then I got to move on. What do you think about the fact he lead the dinner table and go pray? <laughs> Even Jesus didn't lead the dinner table, did he? What do you think about that? Oh, I don't know. I don't. Yes, you do. Each person is their own person. If that's what he needs to do the silent prayer, then that's on, you know, that's his decision. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't affect me, I guess. I don't really care. Not that it affects you, but when you hear that statement, what do you think about it? I think that if everybody's different, right, and everyone, how they do their routine is different. So if for him, a certain time of day is when he does it, then... But can you imagine being out at dinner with him? There are weirder things that have happened. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you do? And and you about to have your little state and now you're, you're whining. He's like, wait, I gotta go pray. Good, go be with God. I don't know. Okay, but the reason I, I want to make a point to that because let's say that you're out and about, right? And you're doing something, and you get caught up in your mind. You could just realize you're in thoughts, and in that very moment, you'll be in prayer. You don't have to go anywhere. Totally. It's just it happened. You could just take them. You just realize I'm in my head. To yourself, you don't even have to say it, but just realize you're caught up in a thought. And then in that very moment, you're back with the Father. You don't have to, like, leave the table to go to the toilet or to your car and all that kind of stuff. Just God is always with us. It's just that we leave him when we go into the imagination. So you don't really have to go anywhere. Anybody else doing stuff like that? Don't be ashamed to admit it. I know y'all doing some pretty crazy thing with the prayer. But, uh, and that's, that's why I asked you, what did you think about that? What did you say he'd get up and lead a table? Uh, I don't know. I Let's mean, say that he had told you that, and you got this halo over you. The <laughs> angels are following you. And he said, you know, i get up and lead a dinner table and go pray, and I'm out. Well, what would advice? Well, I don't know. I, I hate doing what is, right? But. Well, Jesse, I think I wouldn't think anything about it because oh, you would not? it's not really my place to judge the decisions that he makes. But you're not judging who you're trying to help. You're only judging if you got angry at what he said yeah. or you felt like you were better than what he said. You're not judging when someone wanted advice from you. Right. I don't know. I, I wouldn't. If we were at dinner, hypothetically, and he said, I need to go do the silent prayer, then I would respect that decision and let him do that because maybe you wouldn't have said to him well hey yes because we don't know what we do in the moment but you don't have to leave the table just realize you need to come back to the father totally i I hear what you're saying does that make sense it does so we're going to start this year right does that make sense it does make sense i i hear what you're saying and what makes sense about it you're saying that you don't need to leave the dinner table because in that moment, if you're having thoughts or going through something, you can be with God in that moment. Yeah, because it's the light of God that allows you to see that you drifted off into the darkness of the imagination. Right. And so the light is with you the moment you realize you drifted off into the imagination. Right. All right. Yeah. Amazing. Yes. Hold, hold on a minute. No, she had one that Friday. Calm down, man. What the? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I thought you were about to say something. Oh, no, I don't. Yeah, go ahead. I think we're saying the same thing. I'm saying in the no, months. Le- yeah, we are. And I, I have to take a moment to say it. In the months leading up to the end of the year, 
that's the thing I want to continue to work on is this ability to notice it in those snap moments and stay with the father by just being aware of what's going on. I'm saying leading up to that, though, if there were times, and I'm just using an example, if there were times where I had to step away from whatever I was doing to do the silent prayer this year, I took the time to do it. And I'm a very extreme person. I set goals and I just stick to them. So for me, the only way to make it work at night is to set an alarm. And if I don't follow the alarm, I make an excuse not to do it. And then I, and then I gets into a whole bunch of trouble. So, so why do you set goals? I don't set goals. I'm very, you just said you set goals. Not with the prayer. I just set an alarm so I can have a reminder. The world is very busy. But why do you need that? Because and, the, and just from my understanding, okay, okay. Not, I'm not saying right now you're right or wrong about I, it. I don't think But I'm right. asking, why do you need an alarm clock to remind you that you need to pray? Knowing the way that I interface with the world for the first, let's say, three to six months, I had to set an alarm clock. Because for the first month, I was doing the silent prayer every morning and never at night. I was missing it. I would fall asleep. I have a weird sleep schedule. I stay up late or I go to bed randomly early and I wake up and then go to bed. So I had to set an alarm before sundown every day so I could do the prayer and get into the habit. And after about three to six months of making it habitual, making it part of my routine, now I do it without the alarm and I'm moving towards these last months and doing it, like we're saying, in that moment, sitting at dinner knowing I don't have to get up. Okay. I'm not ashamed to do it if I got to, but I'm learning not to do that. I'm learning to be in the moment. Okay. Yes, Doug. Oh, did I see your hand? I'm sorry, I saw this hand first. Oh, uh, uh, I came a few minutes late. Uh, earlier, you were asking people how were they helped last year? The year yeah, the how did you change? Yeah, I'll make it really short. Uh, right before the year ended, about two weeks ago, the mother of one of my cousins, who told me "f you and your mother" when I came to him, <laughs> asking for the for money that he owed me. His mama died. Oh, you, and so, you wouldn't get mama money? No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, do you, is that justice or is that like a met, uh, lesson that God told him, you know, or oh. try to reveal? Uh, or like, do you, do you, I guess my question is, do you believe God is a just God? Does he do, do justice or is what happened, is that justice? So are like you asking me about when your cousin said, F you and your mama? This, this was about 14 years ago. You, and you're asking that's justice for you or for no, him? Well, not for me. I mean, I don't. I feel nothing about it. I mean, I never felt. If any you remember from 14 him. years ago, you. Well, I've, when I found out that she died, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. He told me f you and your mother, and now his mom is dead. So, <laughs> 14 years later, she died. So you so, did. And my mom is still alive. And your mom is still living. Yeah. And his mama did. Yeah. I mean, and, and he so told you want to know is that justice for who? His mama I mean, or him? Well, is it just, or is it just, was that God's will, or what? I mean, that's. No, it wasn't justice. No, I mean. It may have felt like revenge to you because you're judgmental, but not well, to God. I mean, I didn't really think about it until. Yes, you I, did. Well, I mean, well, yeah, well, when I, when I found out his mother years. Who had died, I said, oh, wait a minute, oh. He told me, if, and look what happened, oh. <laughs> you know? You know? I mean. What a mess. Yeah, so now, you know, I don't know. No, that's not just. I mean, I'm not going to. Well, I'm thinking, well, should I tell him, hey, look, remember what you told me 14 years ago? And look what happened. Yeah, so you got to watch what you say, you know, like. No. No, I I shouldn't say anything, right? You should forgive him so you can forget that. I don't. He owes me money, but whatever, man. I don't even (laughs) think about it. I I don't even, you know, he's not. It never affected my, my daily life in those years. You know, I'm just. But when I found but out you have not forgiven out, him. That's when I remembered, hey, you know. So you have not forgiven him. 
No, I mean, I did. I did mean, you I, tell him that? No, I haven't. I haven't even spoken to him since then. So, so you I'm have. Gonna, not, I'm gonna see him at the funeral. But listen, I mean, listen, man. Know that's not justice from God. Mm-hmm. Is you not forgiving him? And when he said that 14 years ago, it struck a nerve, and you haven't forgotten it because you have not let it go. You need to forgive your cousin for that, your brother, whoever it was, yeah, so that you can forget it and move on with your life. You have no business. Well, I you have no business remembering years. that from 14 years ago. Well, it came back. I remembered it because when I devil's... found out that his mother died two weeks ago. So Right. And, yeah. and the reason you remember it because... The devil reminded you because you have not forgiven. So the devil said, oh, remember when he said F you and your mother? Absolutely. <laughs> look what happened. Oh, Absolutely. you see that? Oh. Absolutely. God punished him. You know, because I'm, you know. No, and, uh, the devil told you that. Yeah. Honestly, you need to forgive him, all right? Because there's a lot of people who believe that, you know, God punishes too, you know. He, no, he God does wrath, not punish. He, you know, he does not punish. God judges, yeah. He does not judge and he does not punish. Mm. He does not judge and he does not punish. All right. So I mean, what so would let it go. Was by that for, just a coincidence that she passed away? I, I mean, don't know. I, but, I mean, after I don't know what, if she was sick. I don't know what her condition. I don't know the lady. Cause, so, well, yeah, because gr- growing up, you know, I was always told, you know, every, you know, you got to be careful what you say. You don't want to, because something might happen. You know, you don't want, don't just be good. You know, don't say anything. You know, because if you if you unleash wrath on somebody and then something bad's going to happen to you. Well, one thing for sure, if you release wrath on someone else, you're doing it to yourself. Because what you do to others, mm-hmm. you're doing it to yourself. So what he did 14 years ago, he did it on himself. It and ain't 14 about, years no. later, his own mama died. No. He said, F me and my mother. Uh-uh. <laughs> what you did by judging him, you did it to yourself. But mm. well, my mother wasn't the one who died. <laughs> it was his. But you don't have peace. Well, I mean, uh, the fact that he owes me money, I, mean, I don't even think of it. He doesn't affect why my life. Why do you remind us he owes you money? You don't well, have well, peace. It's a long, that, that's why I want to make it short because it's a long story, but, you know. Yeah, listen, forgive whatever. him. It's, forgive not him. about money. It's about what he said, you know. It's about you not forgiving. Mm-hmm. It's about you, not him. It has nothing to do with him. He has his own hell to deal with. But you have your hell to deal with, and you're not dealing with it because you have not forgiven him for that. Yeah. Well, these past two weeks, that's when I remembered, and that's what, you know. But for the last 14, 13 years, I never affected, I never thought about him, whatever. I just but it's been there it. all that time. It's, yeah, and it just came out when yeah. his mother died. Absolutely. Know? But if you had forgiven him, it wouldn't be there. And so if his mother died, you wouldn't have thought, that would not have been your first thought. Man, what the... <laughs> Well, I mean, when I, when I found out, when they told me, hey. I, I know, I got to move on. Do you yeah. understand that you need to forgive him? Yeah, yeah, I mean. Will you forgive him? At the funeral, yeah. I got to <laughs> see him first, right? I mean, I don't have his number. Right, okay. I don't think he uses social media. Well, he probably does, but I don't know what. Well, forgive him, all right. He's under or whatever. But, forgive him. Yeah. All right. I got to run, mm-hmm. keep, because yeah. I'm looking at a clock here. Yeah. Yes, Doug. Last year, you've learned and overcome and helped in what way? Um, let's see. <clears throat> Last year, really, just kind of learning more to keep my eyes on myself. And what's interesting, he just mentioned that it's it's really easy to see other people, right? It's really easy to see what they did, and it's not as easy to see what's going on in my 
in my being. Anytime, anytime anyone blames someone else for what happened to them, you're saying out loud, I can't see. I don't see it's me, I see it's them, and you're not seeing yourself. Because if you truly, truly, truly saw yourself, you would never blame anyone for anything. It would be impossible. You could never and would never blame. But you got to get to know yourself. You got to keep your eyes on yourself. Anytime people complain like that, you're saying, I don't see myself. It's about him. It's about he owe me money. It's about this and that. And you don't see what's going on with you. It's impossible to, and I'm going to tell you why in a minute, but it's impossible to blame when you can see what's going on with you. It's totally impossible. Anybody doubt that? It's a fellowship. It's not a test. Uh, go ahead. Uh. So, that, yeah, that's, that's probably the main thing. Um, at least that's what came to mind when you mentioned it. Um, but also, for me, it's, I'd noticed that even though I do have some peace, there are some... It's like it's easy to cover some things up or not deal with them inside of me. Whereas, and I didn't even realize that I was doing that. Yeah, it's it's like yeah. I was totally blind to it or something. It's, it's interesting how blind we are. We are dumb as a doorknob. We really are, and we don't know it until it starts to open up for us. The light starts to shine, and you see how dumb you are. It is amazing. But go ahead. I prefer box of, dumb as a box of rocks. That's for sure. <laughs> Rather than doing not. Right. <laughs> um, Same yeah, thing. But yeah, that's, that's probably, that's, for me, that's huge. So. Right on. Yes, Ricky. How have you changed and what have you learned from this past year? Long story short. Just um, how I look at people, in my mind, I would, I would make up stories, and I, I realize that's not true, and, and um, um, how I would make stories in my mind up when I was doing some work, and that that's not true. The only truth is just the reality and the situation in the moment, and so those are great things in my life that I'm right able to see. Amazing. Yes, James. You having your hand for me? Yeah. I have a super chat from uh, from Osama bin Diesel. Well, actually, he's been a member for the Bond YouTube channel. Okay. He said, Happy New Year, Jesse and crew. How do I let go? Oh, we're going to tell you that in a minute. That's the theme for this year. Good question. Okay. Thank you, Osama bin Laden. <laughs> <laughs> bin Diesel. Oh, Bin Diesel. That's Bin Laden over there, right? James, how have you changed this year? Or did you change it? Uh, Make sure you got to check out the Hate Report. He has a show that comes on right after mine. TheHateReport.com Thank you. I don't... Uh, I, I had an interesting year. <laughs> I don't know if I've... I'm not sure if I've changed, but... I did kind of get reminders of like my selfishness and the way that I kind of let life 
let myself get lax in life, not praying, not paying attention to like the how I'm a little maybe too loosey goosey with life. Um, and like you can really suffer for that. At least like the it, it definitely doesn't feel good to live like that. I don't know if you, I don't know. But that's what I learned. Right on. Yeah. Okay. How about you, uh, Hassan? How were you helped last year? Were you helped? Anything changed about you? Ceasing to exist. <laughs> and, what, and what do you mean by that? Um... Becoming nothing, essentially. Like, all the things that I've identified with. Um, and it's weird, because at first you're, you get scared. You're like, oh, no, if I let go of all these things I've identified with, who am I? Yeah, And absolutely. what I'm realizing now is that all those things that I identified with and I was scared to let go... Now I'm actually finally getting them because I can appreciate them and see them for what they are instead of the fear of losing them. And it was all that I thought was me. Yeah, amazing. So, yeah, just becoming nothing. (laughs) Nice. Um, So let me me do this. What I realized last year is that... uh, our battle is truly a spiritual battle. It's a warfare between good and evil. And that war is happening within us. And it's happening outside of us, inside of other people, everybody else around the world. Someone said the world was changing, and it is because the heart is wicked. And the same thing that's happening with you, with me, with anybody, everyone is dealing with that. When God said all who are born of the flesh is born of sin, that means that the devil, you're angry, you're in a fallen state, and the devil is working you, and you think that is you. And you're taking your aggression out on other people, you're blaming them, you're causing habit for other people thinking that it's going to make you feel better, and you only feel worse. It doesn't help you at all. And to be able to see that, it's amazing to see it. And I noticed that the more you go through in life, when you just let things happen. Let life happen. Realize that there's nothing you can do about it. The stronger you become, the wiser you become, and the stronger you become. And you will find yourself in the world, but not of it. You will, God has it that we can literally, because this world is going crazy. It, America is gone. And the reason that America is gone because the heart's of men and women are wicked. If you can change the heart, then the country will change because the, the physical world itself is fine and just the people that live in the world are not fine. We've been taught that, well, I haven't, most people have been taught that anger is good and people actually believe that anger is good. Christians believe it and non-Christians alike, whereas anger is pure darkness and is evil. 
It is evil, evil, evil. There's nothing good about anger at all because it's the nature of the devil. It's the nature of the devil. And I realize I do a lot of counseling, you know, by phone and Skype and people come in. And I realize that everybody has the same problem. They're wrestling with the devil thinking that it's them. And then they go see counselors and psychiatrists and these so-called experts, and they put them on medication. Oh, you have post-stress disorder. Here's a pill. And now you walk around like a zombie with the same spirit driving you, but you're high, you can't function in, in life. You have no energy, you can't think straight, you can't see straight. Because these people have no idea what they're doing. We are possessed by evil until we overcome it. And you can overcome evil. You cannot do it of yourself, but it can be done. It really, really can. Because it's the spirit of darkness. It has nothing to do with color. It has nothing to do with male or female. It's a spirit. And we are not our bodies. We are a spirit. And when you see that, the more you see it, the more you overcome the world. You just start to, without even realizing it, you notice you're not affected by certain things and blah, 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 right? There is never a time, there is never, ever, ever, ever a time to worry, to be angry, to judge yourself or other people, to have doubt, to have fear, to be insecure, to be shy, to want something from other people, except physical things. You have a job, practical things. You know, you need a job, you need a job. You need to build a house, you need someone to help you. Those practical things we do rely on one another. But other than that, we should never rely on anyone but the truth that's in us. And as this young lady was saying, when she sat down, she realized what he's saying makes sense because she already know the truth. You just forgot the truth because you're angry. And if you start to question yourself, immediately God will start to allow you to see so you can start to overcome. You seek him, you will find him. And it's nothing like you can ever imagine. Because every imagination about God is wrong. Every thought about him comes from the devil. He's not of thoughts. He's of revelation. He's of knowing. You will get to a point, if you stay with it, a lot of people won't stay with it. But if you stay with it, you will come to know God. He said, my children shall recognize me by my voice. You would know his voice. You really would know it. And so you got to, got to, got to stay with it. As someone was saying, it's not easy. And so, but you got to stay with it and you will be free. And no matter, you got to give, and, and this will happen. And I'll get to that in a minute. I'm jumping ahead. But you got to stay with it. Stay with the prayer. Stay with watching you. And whatever is happening on the outside of you, it is not happening to you. When people are trying to hurt you, they are hurting themselves. They just need another devil to fight with to try to hurt so they can get a sense of pleasure, which is false pleasure because they're not happy with that. They really are not. They're as miserable as you are for reacting to it. 
They really are because it's the same spirit. And I realized that now, I've been doing this for like 32 years, so it's been a long time. It doesn't seem that way, but it has been. And I've just grown in ways that I never imagined. It just, and that's going to happen to you because I realized that I can, I can change anything. I'm not in control of anything. When you truly see that you're not in control of anything within you or anyone else, you'll be free. But you got to see that. The ego doesn't want you to know that you're not in control. So if someone yelling at you, you just look at them, well, they're yelling, that's interesting. And don't take it personally. I was at the, uh, where did I go, to the market somewhere yesterday. And it happened to be a black woman. And you know, black women are at the window. She's like, may I help you? I'm like, oh yeah, I need to get this. How much does this cost? Well, it says it right there. I said, oh, I didn't see that, but what does it cost? <laughs> and the reason I went along with it because I wanted to watch myself, how I felt about this. You know, like sometimes it's, it's, if you're insecure within yourself, you don't see what this thing that's going on, you'll be afraid to ask a second question because you can't handle them going off like that. You want to hurry up and get out of the way, or you'll say something to try to make the person feel better. It looked like the clerk is angry or she's been nasty. You want to say something nice to her to make her feel better so you can feel better. You understand what I'm saying? Anybody ever done that? It's like, oh, you're so nice. When inside, you're shaking your boot and scared of her. Isn't that amazing? You got to see all these little knickknacks things that are happening inside of you. <laughs> and how you try to cover it up because you have fear. And you use things to cover it up. You got to shake at the, at the window. Really. And know that this person's got their own problem. But look at me. I'm shaking. That's my problem. And let yourself shake through it. It's just like when you first go and forgive your mothers. Most uh, men and women are afraid to face mama, right? But you got to shake in your boots to do it. And then you learn to shake everywhere else until you're past done with this. Because if you love God, in him, there is no fear. There's no fear at all. Anyone that has fear is of their father, the devil. Anyone. And so I, I want to just say to you that there's never a reason to have fear, to worry, to doubt. And if you do, just know that you're worshiping the devil. <laughs> and the devil is all that. That nature that you have to overcome is an abnormal nature. Yes, ma'am. So Hold on for the mic. I'm sorry. Thank you. So I know um, this is regarding silent prayer. Yes. You always <laughs> say all thoughts are all lies all the time. Yeah. When I'm in silent prayer, Usually I will tune into sounds happening around me to, to stay present. Yes. But sometimes I find like my thoughts are slipping away. Yes. I'm, I'm going into my thoughts. And at those times, I just start being grateful. I start just expressing gratitude toward God for my car, my house, my pets, blah, 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 blah. What, what do you say to that? I said cut that out. Just, just watch. When those moments come and you realize you slipped it out of your thoughts or whatever happened, 
That's what you said, right? Just realize you, you're in a thought and just you'll come back. Wherever your body is, your mind should be there. And so just realize that because the devil would give you a car, a car and a house and a this. I used to pray to God for a wife because I heard in the churches when I moved to L.A. that you're supposed to pray for a wife. And so I'd be like, oh, Lord, give me a wife. <laughs> and every woman I got, I couldn't handle her. And so finally I said, you know what, God, I ain't asking for no wife no more. If it's, if it's meant to be, it'll be. So just, he doesn't need you to do that. He just needs you to stay present. To realize, to, by realizing you've drifted into a thought, and that's why you're feeling a certain way, that's why you this or that. It's not because of anything outside. It's because you drifted to a thought. Well, so not asking now. I'm not asking him for anything. I'm just expressing gratitude for what I already have. Is that yeah? He already not even you don't that? Need it. right. He already know. He know your heart. He knows you better than yourself. Oh, okay. And so you don't need to do all that. So that's even from the enemy, though. You think? It, are, are, is it, it's you? it's ego. I mean, you're using the outside. See, because you can say, "Oh God, thank you for my house," or "Thank you for my car," right? And you'll get a good feeling from that. And then the next day, the house burned down. Now you're mad. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean. The fact that you're seeking the Father is gratitude. Okay. You're, you're letting go because you know there's something higher. That's gratitude. Now, we, we appreciate the things we have out here in the world, and so we, we, we use them wisely. We don't just throw them around. And he see, us, he see that we care about that because we show appreciation by keeping the house clean. And I was over at a, a friend of mine the other day, and her house was so, it had to be a female friend. I walked into her house. I'm like, this person is depressed. <laughs> <laughs> her house was so junky. And so I, I, so I said, Are you, what's wrong with you? I don't live, you're not supposed to live this way. It's just junk everywhere. And I'm like, no, you need to. And, but they realize, you know, you're right. But if they had appreciation for it, they would keep it clean. They'll do the bad. I understand people work and do this, right? But you show your appreciation by the way you automatically treat it. Mm. Like, I keep my car up because I appreciate my car. Not that I love the car. Somebody hit the car, I take it down to the shop to get repaired. But I appreciate it, so I take care of it. Like I would my family or anything else. That makes sense? Uh, Yes, thank you. Okay. so I got to ask this, and then I tell you, uh, have you ever heard that, and I mentioned this last Sunday, if you disappear, then heaven will appear. That's how I put it, right, Jay? Uh, yeah, once you disappear, heaven will appear. What do, you, what, do you, what do you think about that? What does that mean when you hear it? When I, when I disappear, heaven appears. It will appear. It will appear. Yeah. Hmm. I guess it, well, it, it makes me think of the guy over there who became nothing. And it's like you, you don't associate with all these things that you, like, tied yourself down to. And it's like 
it just is after that. I, I guess that's the only way I could think of it. I've never heard it put like that. But, I mean, honestly, in my life, since I, like, disappeared from trying to be these certain things that I thought meant something yeah. in the world, like, whether it be, like, when I was younger, I thought I, I needed to settle down and do all this, this, and that. And I ended up just weaving, and it, was, it wasn't that. And now since I kind of just been following, I guess, where my intuition guides me, it's like some crazy things have happened. Nice. Some beautiful things. So I... I get now. Now that I've just said all that, I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Amazing. Yeah. What does what do I mean? I mean, I know you don't know what I'm meaning, what I'm thinking. But when you hear, when you disappear, heaven will appear. What, when you hear that, what does that mean to you? Well, first thing I think of is the not the not me disappearing, and because when. We have when we're especially when we're in a fallen state, we identify Who's with we. Well, when I was in the fallen okay. state, I identified with something that was not me, and I thought it was me, but it was a thing that I created a persona to help me deal with the issues of life, and so that was the ego, the not me, and so once that died and is continuing to die in me, the kingdom of heaven is being revealed to me. My relationship with my father is growing, and the real me that was always there is starting to come alive. Okay. Amazing. Um, did you have your hand? Okay. Uh, when I first heard that, I immediately thought, uh, well, that question doesn't make sense because we truly don't know if heaven will appear when we're, do- when we're gone. We don't know if heaven or hell will appear. It's up to God. No, I mean why you're still living. Oh, when you disappear, heaven appears, you uh, said? Yeah. When oh. you disappear, heaven will appear. Oh, and then my second, when I, the second thing I thought was, well, we're all hell to somebody, no matter how, how good we try to be, you know. <laughs> when we're gone, oh, I'm glad he's gone, right? I mean, we're all hell to somebody. You all hell to somebody? No, we are hell to somebody. Oh. You know, even if we, we don't provoke anybody, you know, there's always somebody who doesn't like us. That's oh, okay. what I'm trying to say. All right. So when we're gone, they're happy. Oh, so it's heaven to, for them. Right that's, on. That, that's what I oh, okay. trying to say, you know. All right. You know, yes, sir. Nobody, yeah. When you disappear, heaven will appear. Uh, my ego needs to die for me to get out of hell. Your ego needs to die? Yeah. Okay. That's the theme for this year. You need to disappear, and heaven will appear. It's right at hand. The kingdom of heaven is in us. But the only reason we're not seeing it is because we have not disappeared. And so uh, this year, we're going to work on disappearing, this whole year. You've got to put the work in. We've got to work on disappearing. And because Christ came, God sent his son that we may have life right here on earth. And he loves us. Satan doesn't love us. But God loves us. And so you can have paradise right here on earth. You do not have to wait to die. And it's weird. It's right at hand. It's right here. But you got to disappear in order for that to happen. Meaning that every thought Every emotion, 
every reaction, every judgment, every opinion, every idea, every plan, every will, will you have to defend yourself, or the phony ideas you have about yourself, your, your reputation, your, what you think you want, and all that, all that has to disappear. The ego must die. And when the ego die, heaven, and you're going to, as the ego is dying, you're going to get glimpse of heaven as it is dying. And the more you rise above in awareness, which is the mindset of God, and he said we should have his mind. We should be, have a clear mind, right? And the more you rise above it, the more courage and strength and, and love that you're going to have to rise even more so. You're going to get to the point where whatever happens out there won't even matter. It will not bother you. You got to lose all self-identity. Because it's all ego and it's all lies. And it's keeping you, preventing you from seeing the kingdom of heaven. Because you have a false idea. Oh, I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. I'm a nurse. I'm a mother. I'm a father. I'm a this. I'm an aunt. I'm a a doctor. And I'm a whatever. That's not who you are. That's what you do, but that's not who you are. But you make it your identity. I'm a friend. I'm a family member. I'm a this. That's not who you are at all, not one iota. And you use it as an identity. And that's why you're not seeing the kingdom, because you identify with hell, a false identity. In order to live, you must die. And you will, once you die, the ego thing, you will rise and you shall live. And because, as I said earlier, the wor- this country and the world is not going to be getting better anytime soon. The hearts are wicked. Family members don't get along. Co-workers and friends and whatever don't get along. They don't get along because the heart is wicked. And every wicked heart is about themselves and not about anyone else. When people get married, they're not getting married out of love. They're getting married because they try to get something from one another. If you don't love me, I ain't going to love you. If you don't cater to me, I'm not going to do anything for you. That's all ego. And so this year, we got to work on, we got to work on uh, the heaven appearing when you're dying. We're going to work on dying. And the death, as someone said, the ego death, only because you have identified with it as you, it's hard to die. But if you, didn't, if you knew right away for sure that the ego is not you, you can be free just like that, right? You can walk out of this room totally free. And all your little titles and identities would disappear. I asked, hey, I think I asked, hey, maybe I said it last Sunday here, which do you love more, to be angry? No, you love stress or to be nobody? Which one do you prefer, stress or to be nobody? Oh, you raise your hand? Okay. Which do you prefer to be, have stress or to be nobody? Nobody. Nice. See that? Listen to the kids. If you want to live, you got to become nobody. And the beauty about that, you're going to see what's going on with everyone around you, and you will not judge them. There will be 
No judgment of it. And you're protected by sin, not by being angry. You're not protected when you're angry. You're protected when you have perfect love. Love protects all. Because it's the nature, it's the identity of God. And God loves us. So we're going to break down the ego this year. One last thing. Um, also, I can tell, and I'm sure others can too sometimes, when you have learned this stuff intellectually. Most people can tell, but they sit back quietly and don't correct you. You're going to be corrected this year. You're going to be correct because I've noticed that just like with churches, when they go learn the Bible, it's all intellect. And you can sit up in church and quote the Bible until the cows come home. But inwardly, you have fear. You're not free. And you can hear me and the truth and everything. And you sit here and repeat the truth. In your mind, you think you sound good and look good. and Everybody thinks you're fine. The people sitting there thinking, nah, that, that person speaking intellectually. They have no idea what they're talking about. Hurry up and be quiet. But they won't tell you. We're going to let you know this year. Mm. Out of love. Now, if you don't come back, that's on you. It means you didn't want the truth. That's all. I understand it. But we've got to love one another. The ego must die. But we cannot judge one another. All right? So this, this year, when I disappear, heaven will appear. You've got to let this thing die. And the thoughts, the thoughts run deeper than just, I hate my mom, I hate my daddy. Everything, every thought you get is a lie. And when that disappears, you cannot be hurt. There's no way. Because you have no reputation, you have no ego, you have none of that stuff. So how can you be affected? If there's no you, oh, one last thing. If there's no you, how can you be hurt? And I want to promise you this. I can promise you this now. No one has ever, so you've been on this earth, done anything to you. Nothing has ever happened to you. No one has ever hurt you. No one has ever done anything to you. What? (laughs) What do you think about that statement? It's more of like I'm speechless. It's like I, I, I feel it, what you're saying, but I don't have any words to really like right respond to it, to be honest. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yes, sir. What do you think about that statement? That's on your hand, right? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm Frederick from California. Is this your first time, Frederick? Yes. Oh, welcome, man. Um, I agree somewhat with it because only I can make myself angry by the way I perceive it, but what somebody does to you physically I believe something can be done to a person. Now, physically, if someone, I'm walking down the road and somebody attacked me physically, I don't mean practical things. I mean the real you. Yeah, only you can make yourself mad, I agree. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, let me just say that about being angry. Once the spirit of anger is taken away from you, there is no more anger. No more anger. Because it's a spirit that made a home in you when you judge your father and mother as a little kid. It's a spirit. Once that spirit is taken away from you, and no matter what happened out there or even in here, you will never get angry. 
because that spirit is no longer with you, now you start to overcome. You start, yes, sir. I think once people realize the reason that they get angry is because they didn't get their way, they'll look at it more as the you and them. You know what I'm saying? It's like, why am I getting mad? Because they won't validate me. Or I didn't feel like I got what I deserved. Only reason people get angry is because they don't get their way. And that's the nature of the devil. Because that, that's, what, that's why God would take that spirit of anger away so that if people do things for you, nice. If they don't, nice, right? And so have you forgiven your... your how did you find us? It's my first time. I'm just here to listen and gain more knowledge. We got a, a couple things we agree on, like religion, and it's like... but. There's a few things we don't. And, uh, okay. Give me how a you creep. doing, Hank? Hey. hey. But, um, not Give me today. a creep. Yes or no? We won't get into it. No, here. no, no, no. You haven't given your mother? No. Oh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so I want you to know in closing that the kingdom of heaven is within us. It really is. It's right here, right, right now. But you just don't see it because the false you, you have been protecting as though it was you. Or that it is you and it's not you at all. Whenever your little feelings get hurt, that's the devil in you. It's not you. Whenever you look for love, that's the devil in you. It's not you. Whenever you get lonely, that's the devil in you telling you you're lonely. And once he tells you, you believe it. Now you react to, oh, I'm so lonely. Let me call up Aunt Susan. Oh, I'm so lonely. Let me go get a drink. Oh, I'm so lonely. Let me turn on the TV. You are never, the real you have never experienced loneliness. Isn't that deep? Yes, ma'am. I was going to ask, um, since all thoughts are all lies all the time, how do we pray for others? That's a good question. Just by wishing them well. Because we don't even know, that's a, you just hold it for a minute. That's a really good question. We don't know what to pray for for ourselves. We don't know what to pray for at all. That's why God said, be still and know me. And we have a, the Holy Spirit. He will intercede on our behalf because he knows what to pray for for us. We don't know what to ask for. So how can we know what to pray for for others? And I get calls from people say, oh, my, my, my so-and-so is sick. My so Will you pray for me? I'm like, yeah, I wish them well. Let God will be done. Because we can, let's say that Uncle Joe is, is sick and he's dying. And you're like, oh, Lord, please bless Uncle Joe. Don't let him die, Lord. Bring him back. And then Joe's still alive. He'll come and beat you up. And you'll be wishing, oh, Lord, I'm playing. Kill him. You know what I'm saying? We don't know what to pray for ourselves, so we definitely don't know what to pray for for others. But you wish them well, that is the prayer. God, let your will be done. That's the prayer. So if someone specifically comes to me and says, hey, would you pray with me on X, Y, Z? These are my specific requests. Like, like, how would I respond to that? I love that. Just tell them, to lay down your request and get up and live because they shouldn't even have requests. Okay. Those, those are just things that are made up in the mind. They come from the devil. 
they come. Any thought is from the devil about those things or anything, except practical thoughts about what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to dress, wear today, blah, 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 kind of thing, right? And you don't live by those things. But all other requests come from the devil. Okay. And God tells us not to take any thought for those things. He'll take care of it. He'll like, don't worry. We already own the world. The children of God really own the world, but they don't know it because they're in darkness. And so they're fighting with the devil trying to gain the world. And when they get the world, they're still not happy. They don't have peace. Thank you. Good question. Amazing. Uh, yes, ma'am. Last question. We got to end here. Yes, ma'am. Um, I, I just have a question about what you said about loneliness. Um, that, and I don't know the exact Bible passage, but when Jesus was lonely, that God, you know, made speak Eve, from your chest. That when Jesus was lonely, yell at me the way you do your boyfriend. <laughs> I don't, I don't like to yell. I guess. Um, but just when Jesus, or Jesus, sorry, when uh, when Adam was lonely, that God made Eve out of his rib. I. I and I, I apologize, I don't know all the, yeah, no the Bible story. Yeah. But that was like God's way of answering his prayer of loneliness. So I just was confused about that. But he wasn't lonely. You know how you feel lonely when you're lonely? You feel like, oh, I wish I had a boyfriend, wife, husband or something, or a friend or something. It wasn't like that. God wanted to create uh, a human being in a different way rather than with his hand. And so he decided to create, a, create Eve in order that they may have babies. Without, and that way they would love him voluntarily instead of forcing them to love him. If he was still creating us with his hand, we would have no choice but to love him. But now we do. But the loneliness I'm talking about is when you're all alone and your mind is like, oh, and you, and you feel lonely. You know, it's like, that's, that's of the devil. That's not of you. It's never been of you. It's of the ego. Have you noticed that uh, in, in, in the mindset of the devil, there's always an opposite effect to everything? Have y'all noticed that? You could be happy, then you could be sad. You could be lonely, now you could be not lonely. You could be angry, then you could be happy. You could be... Uh, whatever. But in God, there is no opposite. It just is. There's no yay and a yin, whatever they call that thing. Yeah, whatever, right? There's no up or down. You know, you just, it just is. It's whole. It's one. It's not divided. But when you live in your ego, you're divided. And so you're up and down. That makes sense? We th- yes. That that does make sense for the times where, like, when you're around a lot of people and you still feel lonely. So. Yeah, you could be with a crowd and still be lonely. You could be lonely and then find yourself a boyfriend and you still be lonely. Have you noticed that? Because that's not you. It's not real. It's an illusion. A lot of people get married eight times thinking that. The eight time is going to work. <laughs> and it doesn't. You got to overcome. 
All right. So this year, we're working on overcoming. You got to work on this. You must be willing to stand alone. You must be willing to become your own person. People that follow the crowd, they don't get anywhere because they cannot stand alone. So this not you has to disappear in order to be you. And you have no idea who you are yet, but you will. One last thing. You are a whole person already just divided between the darkness and the light. You already made whole. Christ did it. He said it is done. The devil has been defeated. But because your ego is of the devil, the devil is defeating you. He must die. He got to go. Last word on that. About anything, we got to end. On what? On anything. Any questions or anything. I don't want to make anything up, so I'll wait. I'll just, I want them to come just right organically. Nice. Thank you. Any questions about anything? Your first time here. You come a long ways. Yes, I came a long way, but I have to process too. And um, actually, I have a remark that I, I felt like I've always been here in this hall with yeah. you. <laughs> that is my strange feeling. That nice, because you already know the truth. Mm. You really do. So thank you. <laughs> nice. Last word. First timer. So when you were talking about like marriage and their, they get together because they don't love each other, do you think there are cases where it's like that or it's always like basically a business decision to get with somebody in marriage? I like, I, it's, not, it's not a business decision as, a, as far as business, but they're trying to get something. You try to get love, you try to get approval, you, you, you try to get something from her, mm-hmm. and she's trying to get the same thing from you, mm-hmm. and neither one of you have it to give. And so that's why once you get together, you start fighting. Mm-hmm. Because now they don't feel like loving you, and you don't feel like loving them. Mm-hmm. Because that fake love disappeared. That honeymoon love type thing. Yeah, that honeymoon love. Okay. That's why the morning after the honeymoon, the war starts. <laughs> <laughs> the trumpets start going. Yeah. <laughs> Heard. Absolutely. Amazing, huh? There's a right way to get married, and you will if you want to be married. There's nothing wrong with being married, but there's a right way to do it. And that marriage will last until death do your part. Will you do it the right way? Last word, sir. This your first time? Any? Last word. Um, This year... I agree with you. We need to start attacking the egos because it's hard to attack the egos of some because we put ourselves in a judgmental position. Yes. But also, there's also some people you just can't, you just got to let them be. Absolutely. Let them suffer and die. And then after you're labeled, you get canceled. You know how that goes. Yeah. Right on. Um, One last thing. I keep saying it. I want you to let the intellect die. Don't hold on to knowledge. Let knowledge die. And you will still remember because you have wisdom from the knowledge. But do not hold on to knowledge. Let knowledge die. Knowledge is coming in and bringing your information. And if you let it go away, the wisdom will stay. And that's what you will live by. Let knowledge die. All right. 
And now practical knowledge, you go to school, you learn how to build a house. You hold on to that so you build a house. But you're not going to live by that. Once the house is done, you're done with the knowledge for that time. Last word. This is your first time here. Last word. This is my second time here. I'm oh, oh yeah, okay. Nice. Yeah, I think I got you all the first time, right? Uh-huh. So I hope that this was helpful. You got to work on it this year. And it's about you. It's not about anyone else. So I want you to let life happen no matter what happens. Let it happen. And watch quietly your reaction to what's going on. Because it tells you that you have the wrong idea about yourself. You have the wrong relationship with the false self. That's why you're feeling a certain way on the inside. So next time you go to the market, to the post office, or wherever you go, and the clerk is all me, and, and, and you can't ask but one question, watch how you shake a little bit. I see so many white people shaking at the post office. I, I saw a white man at the post office the other day, and he was at the door where you pick up a package. And I said, sir, you may have to go up there because it's after 10 o'clock, and certain time you can't pick up packages at the door. He's like, no, I ain't going up there. I'm going to make them mad. I said, I understand, but you got to deal with it, sir. You got to deal with it. Don't run away from it. Shake in it. And watch how you're shaking and you'll overcome the shake. Because just human beings that have not overcome. All right? So we're going to work on it this year so that heaven will appear when you disappear. Thank you all for tuning in and thank you all for coming. Stay with the prayer. And watch. Become your own man, your own woman. And let life happen whether it's so-called good or bad. And all of your troubles will disappear. And you will see that there's no such thing as good or bad. Not for you. You don't have a problem. You have an ego. You really don't have it. And if you worry about what someone else thinks about you, it's because you have the wrong impression of yourself. Of who you are. All right? So thanks for your support. We'll do your, oh, announcement. We are not doing the shows until Tuesday, because I think tomorrow is the holiday. They celebrate the holiday, right? So we'll be back on the air on Tuesday. The office will be open on Tuesday. We're back, back at work on Tuesday. Um, we're having a missed form this Thursday already. This coming Thursday is the first Thursday. So we will be having a missed form. And ladies, it's the third Thursday for the ladies. At 7 p.m., all right? But you're going to love working on yourself if you get serious about it. It ain't nobody else. It's you. It's inside of you. They have the same problem you're having, so they're not your problem. All right? So stop blaming. And uh, Happy New Year. And thank you all for coming, and Happy New Year as well. I appreciate it. Nice. So...